Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar. Today is October 22nd, 2018. The purpose of this webinar is twofold, to introduce the work of Triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of Triangles. And so if you're new to this work and resonate to the theme of planetary service and would like to form a triangle, please consider placing your name in the chat box and hopefully two other members of the webinar will agree to link up with you each day. And the second purpose of the webinar is for those of us who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and to participate in a meditative visualization to support and strengthen the Triangles planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. Three people agree to vivify their triangular link every day. They link together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Then the triangle which they have created is placed within the larger planetary network of triangles that's been created throughout the planet. And as the network is visualized, they sound the great invocation. And the invocation releases and circulates spiritual energies throughout the entire etheric network and into the consciousness of all those people who have open hearts and minds and can respond to spiritual stimulation. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day. It doesn't have to be coordinated uh, concerning place or time. So many triangles are with people who live across the world. It's just important to practice every day with steadfast intention. And that makes the transformative power of this work possible. So as we do each week, let's begin with a moment of silence, followed by the sounding of the mantra on your screen, followed by the sounding of the sacred word, the Om. Radiance are we in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
just wanted to bring to your attention again uh, the new triangles cards that we've created. Um, they're simply little shiny postcards that you can pass out to friends and place in public places in your environment. And so if you would like, um, this is the back, if you'd like some copies, as many as you need, uh, please just either email us or place an order right here in the chat box and we'll be happy to send them to you. And you might want to keep some with you if you meet someone who you think might be interested in this work, gives them the contact information. So as you might have noticed, uh, if you read the emails we send out each week, they do give the theme of each uh, upcoming webinar. And so this week's theme is related to a triangle between the United States, Great Britain, and Russia. And so it's just helpful for those of us who are new to triangles, as well as those people who are already members of triangles, to know that we, humanity, and our creation of this planetary grid of triangles are not alone in having an interest and recognizing the power of linking with two others um, in forming a bridge in consciousness. So it's not limited, therefore, to humanity. Uh, triangles exist between varied states of consciousness, between the masters of the wisdom, for example, and ourselves, or between our planet and the great constellations such as the great bear and the little bear, we're told they form a powerful triangle that stimulates our planet. But there are also more close, close to home triangles related to the countries as will be discussed in our webinar today. So when we consider these triangles between the nations, we know that we triangles members hold an essential role, uh, each one of us, in invoking the soul of our particular nation. No matter where we live, we work to contact that soul and bring it more fully into resonance with the people of any nation. And so those who are members of the new group of world servers can um, play a vital role in connecting their nation to its soul and then allowing that soul to pour forth through the group of world servers and into their nation. And then that nation, as it becomes more lighted, more in touch with its soul, can therefore more fully link with other nations of the world. And so today we have back our recent guest, Alex Radcliffe, who will share some thoughts with us about this theme after the meditation. Alex was originally from Brooklyn, New York, and she's now lived for many years in London with her family. And so she's really key and ideally suited to understand somewhat the uh, nature of two points in that triangle. She had a career in secondary education, teaching numerous subjects, as well as being a lifelong student of the Ageless Wisdom teachings along various, various related paths. Alex writes for various websites, including the Huffington Post UK and Everyday Mindfulness. Please visit a website she co-founded with Claire Benyon, who is another Triangles and Webinar participant, 
And their website is www.soulfulconnections.uk. That's soulfulconnections.uk, which synthesizes all the major esoteric groups doing goodwill work around the world. So we look forward to hearing from Alex shortly after the meditation. All right. So let's take a moment to link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light, with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. In the center of the will of God I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the triangle's network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. 
Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands at the heart of love, at the center of the spiritual hierarchy, and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Okay, Alex, welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Hi. Thank you for having me. If you could just speak a little bit louder. A little bit louder? Yeah, How's if you that? can. Is that good? It's okay, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, so lots happening on this side of the Atlantic and that side of the Atlantic and everywhere. And we've, we've chosen this triangle as a starting point for today's talk because of its significance to the world situation today and because of its importance in the coming Aquarian age, also for its relevance to us and our work in triangles. It's said in the teachings that the destiny of the planet lies in the hands of these three great fusing energies in the world. The United States fuses and blends the Western Hemisphere and Western Europe, and Russia blends Eastern Europe and Western and Northern Asia, and Great Britain, previously the British Empire, now fuses and blends the Commonwealth of Nations around the world. So these are considered to be the three major nations from the perspective of world synthesis. Before the Aquarian age is in full flowering, though, with its qualities of brotherhood and cooperation, there has to be a cleansing of the houses, a purification. And this explains the tensions that we're seeing now within and between these three nations. This upheaval and cleansing process will continue for some time, but it is said that nothing can stop the eventual establishment of right human relations in the divine plan. However, that plan can be delayed or hastened according to human choices. And we do not know the extent of suffering that might accompany the period of destruction and reconstruction. We have the second slide, Kathy. Sure. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Yeah, it's Good. much better now. Okay. So this table expands upon this information, and we can see that Aquarius is the sole sign for Russia and the United States, and that Gemini rules Great Britain's soul. However, um, the astrology of these three and all the interrelated influences is a topic for a whole other discussion. The ruling constellations, the planetary forces, they all carry different ray energies. But for our purpose today, I am just going to be referring briefly to the soul and personality ray of each nation. As we know, the one divine life expresses itself through seven types of ray energies. And these influence the soul and personalities of individuals as they do nations, as you said earlier. And each of these ray energies has its higher and lower manifestation, its virtues and its vices. The history is the record of the effects of all of these intermingling forces as they play upon humanity in its different stages of evolution. Souls of the United States and Great Britain are governed by Ray 2, the ray of love wisdom, and the soul of Russia is governed by the seventh ray, which is the ray of ceremonial order and law. It said this ray in the coming age will produce new forms of civilization, bringing together spirit and matter, 
heaven and earth. On the personality level, the US and Russia both have raised six personalities. An example of the lower manifestation of the sixth ray of idealism and devotion is fanaticism and fundamentalism. And the sixth ray is the most powerful ray in manifestation at this time. But like the Piscean age, it's coming to the end of its cycle. So we see extremism making its last stand in the world. Now, Great Britain's personality is on the first ray of will and power. It's ruled an empire, it's led the world in government, and its capital city, London, is one of the financial centers of the world. But the first ray can also manifest as pride and a desire to dominate and separate. It's said that the United States is still in its adolescent stage of development and that it can yet grow out of this and it will lead the world in the new cycle through its inherent idealism and spirituality, illuminating the law of love. Great Britain, it said, has the capacity to be a liberating force and establish a world order of intelligent justice. In contrast to the path it's now pursuing of withdrawal and separation. <clears throat> Russia's destiny, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Aquarian age is to stand for a new world consciousness and spiritual revelation. <clears throat> Russia can be the bridge between East and West, between materialism and mysticism. Alex, did... could you speak up a little oh, bit? Yes. And <clears throat> shall I read that last part again? Um, okay. Russia can be the bridge between East and West, between materialism and mysticism. But will these three nations overcome their lower personality and nationalistic tendencies and unite for the good of humanity? Or will they sustain the present frictions through enmity, blame, and distrust? It requires their leaders to avail themselves of forces of light rather than mischief and darkness. And there are great changes afoot in the balance of power in the world and in its complex financial systems. The pre-war days of British empire and power are over and the post-war days of US dominance are coming to an end. Economic power is shifting from west to east. It's possible that in this respect, a new world order a new economic model will eventually emerge, and this will affect everyone. The current pattern of unequal distribution of wealth in the world is unsustainable. The misuse and abuse of Mother Earth, the stockpiling of nuclear arsenals and armaments, the lust for possession and power of others, over the powerless and less fortunate, these two are unsustainable. Presently, these three nations view each other with suspicion and point their fingers at who they think is the greater aggressor. Yet, no one nation can be said to be completely innocent or completely guilty. 
what is the whole truth behind conflicts in the Middle East, in Syria, in Israel and Palestine, in relation to Russia and the US, the UK and China. It is a tangled web of economic, military, and political motivations for narrow self-interests, and we don't completely know. But we can know this. As Lincoln said in his inaugural address, we must not be enemies. Put simply, enmity will ruin the earth. Enmity has to be quietened by the energy of goodwill before progress can be made. Goodwill is love in action, which leads to right human relations. Future of the human race depends upon people of goodwill leading and taking action. So how as individuals in the world does our work factor into all this? How do we offset feelings of frustration and despair? Could you put up the um, third slide now? Thank you. Essentially, the story of nations fulfilling their destinies is our story. It's reliant on us fulfilling our own soul's destiny. So let's look at this triangle, which is a diagram I have often used in teaching government and politics and international relations and geography. It's very simple, but I found it's very effective. There's a tendency in human nature to place the cause of problems and their solutions outside of ourselves. And this is a tendency one sees not just in a classroom of teenagers, but just about everywhere. It's their fault out there and they have to fix this. We feel outrage and frustration. It shouldn't be like this. If only they would, etc. If only. I've asked my students to start with themselves. Draw yourself first at the top. It all begins with one, and then there are two, and so on. They can keep multiplying their stick figures, filling the page ad infinitum until we have a picture of a group, a school, a society, and, and oh, that's all of us. We are the world. It's not just a song or a cliche. It's a fact. His Holiness, the Dalai Lama said just recently, the creation of a better society has to begin from the level of the individual and from there it expands outward. How can we change what is out there if we here now cannot rise above our personal issues and get along? Political and social action is needed. Only a small percentage mobilized in a population has historically brought about significant change. There is need to overcome the inertia of the material nature. But real change must, with wisdom and insight, begin with me. Group work and meditation opens us to spiritual impressions so I can be the change 
and not just talk about it. We don't even have a diagram or a triangle or a world without you or me at the start point. His Holiness also says, don't just pray, do something. We are all trying to do something. We are living now at a significant moment in history. Sometimes it's hard to really realize this. We can't see the forest from the trees. But now, full inner and outer commitment is most needed. Ours is not yet a sacred planet. So we have our clear purpose and our goal. What do I need to draw forth from within myself to make this higher vision for myself and my nation a reality? To evoke my own and my nation's soul qualities? What am I emanating in the world? Every architect and civil engineer knows that in building anything, the triangle is the strongest shape. A triangle will not deform under force from any direction. Any other shape in a building needs additional reinforcement, whereas a triangle doesn't. I have profound faith in the practice of triangles. In the magical work based on the energy of thought and higher feeling, in the power of the network of triangles to establish a spiritual foundation for what is to come. Because when we catalyze the triangles and direct those lines of light, they touch the darkness and we stand as channels for forces of light. And here's an important fact. When you send goodwill and love in triangles to just two other people, or maybe many people. When you feel or give love to anyone or anything, you, as you generate that love, are the first to experience it on its way out. It's in giving we receive, and what we receive transforms us. And when I change, the world changes. So in the destiny of nations, it's our destiny to be actors now on the world stage in this drama, which is the prequel to the inevitable newer and better world. So Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there is darkness, light, and where there's sadness, joy. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. That was really beautifully said. So now we um, open up the webinar to our third and final stage, wherein we'd like to hear any comments or questions or reflections that you might have on Alex's talk. Or you can do that by posting something in the chat box or clicking on your name in the participants box and we'll unmute your microphone.
While people are thinking, there is one question from a participant who sent it privately, so I won't name the person, who asks, why is Russia one point of the triangle? Well, that's be, that is, or that is, just a minute, I'll just put my thing away. That's what it says in the destinations, in the teachings. It says that these are the three great fusing energies in the world. And each of, each of these nations represents a whole section of the planet. And the United, uh, sorry, uh, Russia, looking for the part in my talk, fuses and blends Eastern Europe, Western and Northern Asia. So we were, you know, taking this triangle from the, um, from the teachings, from the destiny of nations. Yeah, so that's the, that's the blueprint. That is the um, suggestion. <laughs> and it's also true, I think, that wherever we live, um, the press in our area of the world is, sees the world through its own lens. And if we were living in Russia, we would be seeing a different lens uh, through which to look. And so, you know, we have to move beyond uh, the press to see things clearly. And we have to also remember that all nations have souls and unfortunately are working more out of their personalities at this time. Exactly. But that, that's, that's the importance of seeing trying to see beyond and also into the future. And also the fact that, you know, each of these nations sees each, each the other as an aggressor. And we don't, we don't actually know what's in the cards for the future. But without doubt, the leaders and the population have to be inspired to bring out those soul qualities. Yeah. Hello. Oh, here's a, a person who wants to share a comment. So, Damien, hello. Hello, hello, uh, Damien from Ireland. Um, beautiful talk. Um, it's very interesting too. Um, I've been studying the ageless wisdoms for years, and DK, when he talks in some of his writings, he says it's all about clearing when he's talking about the individual. And I've always held the belief you want to change something, you change yourself. Yeah. So, you know, I just thought I'd like to share that with you. Yeah. There's a comment from one of our participants, Eugenie, um, who is from Russia and now lives in Canada. If you'd like to read that. Um, yeah, um, the one that begins, it is difficult yeah. for each of us mm -hmm. to argue about the holistic vision of the consciousness of one's own nation, not to mention other ones with another ray equipment. It's important for us, therefore, to see everything as it is. The subjective conflict within Russia the Tibetan has told us about is going on to objectively precipitate in relations between Russia and Eastern Europe and Northwestern Asia. The crisis in relations with the West and Russia's interest in Asia 
dominates in the minds of Russians more than restoring order in their own home. The tendency to self-isolation of the whole country is due to its ancient imperial ambitions, separation and fear of foreign influence, hence the confrontation around its own phobias, the enemy inside the country is he who sees the world differently. The enemy outside is, as a result of powerful propaganda in the Russian mass media, the West or the Anglo-Saxon peoples. So any kind of triangular relations sets before us the task of understanding group uses. Thank you. So much of history and so much, I, I wanted to say, you know, if we look at the, the planetary influences of each country, the constellations, they all carry different ray energies. There's so much going on. And, and, and as you say here, the, you know, we don't know the whole story and everyone is viewing it from their own perspective. But the point is that um, we must not be enemies. We have to find a way. That's what the United Nations exists for, is that everyone comes to the table and that we find a way. But, uh, you know, you need some enlightenment for that to happen, don't we? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Did you, are you reading the comments, Kathy, or did you want me to read them? Yeah, or? you can. Yeah, go ahead. I just, this is an interesting comment. What would DK say about the Trumpification of the USA? <laughs> I think he said it all already because mm -hmm. we've, we've been through periods of, we've been through periods of great darkness, haven't we? And uh, those books were written during the war and after. And, it, you know, it's all been said. And I, I, I tried to sum it up that it basically comes down to, um, the the point of evolution of each of humanity of human beings and and what they're receiving and um, if if one puts a leader in place who's not highly evolved and isn't touched by forces of light then this is this is what results, and we've see, we saw that that's how the wars resulted. And so the principles are the same: that to evoke the soul, to evoke the light, and um, and to raise up the nation. And and I do believe we have to begin with ourselves, <laughs> because yeah, a nation's a group of individual souls. It's not just um, Trump is not the disease he's a symptom is what's being said now yeah thank you there's a comment um raised hand from marion hello Marianne? yes yes hi. hello hi what an enlightening discussion i just look back and think about your education system we are taught to live on propaganda and not the reality of events as they unfold and i mm -hmm. think this is one of the great miasmas of our time in our education system. We need to do something about that. And I thank you so much for this very enlightening discussion. Thank you. 
Thank you. I, I see here that Alexander has said, um, in a way, all three of these countries are undergoing the process of Trumpification. So that's true. It's not a problem of just any one nation. It's a problem, common problem of humanity. And also this one that says, Americans vote. Well, that's, that's the bit about not just pray, do something. It's being an active citizens, citizen and finding that right balance. And it's also, it's also helpful to remember that the webinar consists of some members who are supporters of President Trump. And so we try to stay beyond the political situation, which is temporary, and uh, look at it more from a larger perspective so that we respect the rights of all people to have their own view about these matters. Good point. Uh, and here's uh, Julie has a comment. Hi, Julie. Hi, Kathy. I can't hear you too well, Julie. Hi, Kathy. Can you hear me now? Not so well, but maybe others can. I don't know. Um, well, I'll, I'll try to yeah, speak. That's a little better. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. Your talk was so inspiring. I wanted to comment on our perception of nations. So often we think of a nation in terms of their governments instead of in terms of their people. And I love your quote, a nation is a group of individual souls. I think we have so much more in common if we tend to think of each other as the people that make up the nation rather than to go to the governments. Yeah. 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 Very good. A nation is a group of individual souls. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and when you look at the fact that there is so much brotherhood really between Russia and the United States in terms of the ray and the astrological yeah. makeup of the soul of the nation being both Aquarian. So they have a lot of vision to give to humanity for this coming cycle once we get beyond the potency of that sixth ray personality. Of the nation. Uh, uh, Kathy, can I just say that uh, just comes to mind uh, from that first question about why Russia mm -hmm. is in the triangle. And I said, well, but, you know, because it's in the teaching, but, um, and, and it's in the teaching because of all those um, energies that intermingle, which we haven't gone into, you yeah. know, the, you know, the soul ray of Great Britain being Gemini, but the personality ray of um, the United States also being Gemini. And there's the relationship of their capital countries and, you know, and, it's there's quite an intermingling there. They, it's they are associated with each other. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah, and like brothers, they're often warring. You know, yep. So yeah. Uh, Martin, hello. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. I I've traveled to Russia with my wife. Uh, we were citizens, citizen diplomats back when the wall was still there. And it said that Gorbachev attributed the breaking of the wall partly to citizen diplomacy, which was people-to-people -people contact that bypassed the um, divisions that were on a political level. And that heart-to-heart -heart connection that we made in the train station in St. Petersburg, for example, with our guides or is with me now and will be forever. And the living connectedness between souls is what will transform everything. Also, there's a great spiritual destiny for Russia, which my mm -hmm. wife has written about. And um, they are race seven, and we're going into the age of race seven. They also are 
uh, moved by Aquarius and we're moving into the age of Aquarius. So these are very temporary divisions that we have. And those people who stand on the uh, divine tetractus that has been painted on the screen here is basically a sacred symbol of how triangles works. And through this magic, we're going to all make it through. <laughs> Thank you. And John. Hello, John. Did you have your hand raised? Uh, hello, John? Maybe, oh, sorry. I didn't unmute. Hello? Oh, hello. Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to note often we speak about the political or the economic realms, but the three cap great capitals, New York, London, and in the East, St. Petersburg, Moscow, are also artistic capitals. One element that we're missing greatly because we're at the end of the age is the artistic expression, which had so flowered in Russia in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, a revolution having seeded the rest of the world with many of their great talents like the Rerics. And so my hope is that we will see artistic flowering in each of these three, and perhaps that will help to unite us as well. And I thank you for listening. Thank you. Kathy, um, Kathy uh, there's a comment here, one's Latin, Latin never mentioned. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we just want to say that... Um, you know, it would be included in the Western Hemisphere. Obviously, it's. A, I don't know if I. I don't know if I could be heard in the beginning, but I did say the United States fuses and blends the Western Hemisphere and Western Europe. Yes. So yeah, it wasn't specifically mentioned, but it's obviously part of the uh, part of that triangle. Yeah. Yeah, and in terms of the support of the um, Great Invocation and many aspects of the teaching, the Latin American co-workers throughout the continent have done probably more than any other part of the world to, to distribute um, the ideas and, as I said, the invocation, and all at their own expense when it's a very you know, different kind of economy down there, so it's very expensive. But they have done all the translations of the books, they've digitalized them and distributed them free of charge. Uh, they have many, many different units of service down there. So although it might not be mentioned much in the Alice Bailey teachings, the world changes and the spiritual current moves from place to place and it's very alive and well in South America. So, um, there's another comment from Eugenie, if you'd like to read that, Alex, and then we'll probably have to Okay. Okay. Eugenie writes, if we talk about aspirants and students in Russia, they are few and separated from each other. They face a difficult task of building the Antakarana between East and West in their own nation, which is not yet ripe for the conscious occult ability to connect the two paths within itself. Therefore, the international cooperation of the Arcane School students through the Triangle Group work is a means that will provide the necessary and organized stimulation in the field of education as the sixth and the seventh ray natures 
a part of the subjective focus of synthesis on the third ray of intelligent activity for humanity as a whole, not only for Russia. That is why we have to go on working towards the new group of world service focus, the core of the new world religion as a part of the Christ body. Yeah, that's a, an interesting quote. It reminds me of a passage in the books about this idea in terms of the new world religion that a great, um, a very special spiritual teacher will come forward in Russia. And he's not stating that it will be the Christ, as you know, I'm sure, but someone of extraordinary spiritual light um, will come forward not to distant future. So that will probably really help build bridges um, between Russia and the rest of the world. So I wanted to thank you so much, Alex, for this wonderful presentation. Thank you. And why don't you lead us in a moment of silence to end your work? Okay, thank you. Let us remember that the destiny of nations is the destiny of our own soul. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone.